Thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can check us out on the web at hillsideassembly.org. You're about to hear a message from our current message series, and I hope you open your heart and mind to hear a word from God today. Well, good evening, everybody. It's your friend, Jeb. Is there anybody who's excited to be here tonight? Oh, there's a couple of you. That's a good thing. Well, let me be the first to tell you Merry Christmas. Oh, man, I'm so excited it's Christmas time, and we've got a great worship experience planned for you tonight. Now, when you came in, did you get your Christmas candles? Okay, I'll get them out. Get them out. Get ready. I want to practice those. Now, now, everybody's got them out. Do you have them in your hand? Okay. Well, there's a little switch on the bottom to turn them off. So I'm going to count one, two, three, and then we're going to turn them off. So everybody got them off? All right. One, two, three. Oh, you did a pretty good job there. Pretty good job. So I want you to turn those off. And in a special time in the service, we're going to have you turn them on. Mr. Mike or Pastor Eric will tell you when it's time, and then we're going to sing a couple songs with them on. And you can wave them a little bit or whatever you want to do, and then you can turn them back on afterwards. All right, so are you guys ready for our Christmas experience? Well, let's start off with some Christmas music. Let's go!
Christmas Eve service, no Christmas Eve service would be complete without singing Silent Night. So let's, will you sing it with us tonight? darkness to light. From the beginning of time, everything had been leading to this moment. God had been preparing the world for the birth of his son. Galatians 4.4 puts it this way, at just the right time, God sent his son. Since time began, people had been waiting for the Savior, but perhaps the most difficult time would have been the years leading up to Christ's birth, the time between the Old and the New Testament. 
a span of about 400 years called the intertestamental period. During this time, there was no word from God. He provided no prophets and no prophecies. Generations came and went, hoping for the Messiah, looking for his coming, waiting for a savior. The dark years. It must have seemed like it was always winter, but Christmas never seemed to come. But God, he didn't go on vacation for a few hundred years and then all of a sudden remember to send Jesus. God had been preparing this moment. He had it circled on his calendar before the world even began. When you're living between Malachi and Matthew, there's an important truth to remember. You can always trust God's timing. So what was God doing in the dark years? In those 400 years, the world united under a single language. Everyone spoke a little Greek. The Old Testament had been translated from Hebrew to Greek, and now everyone could read about God's promise of a coming Messiah. Culture had radically changed. Because of Greek influence, people changed how they learned. They were taught to learn by asking questions, and there were a lot of questions, but not many answers. This type of learning would set up the success of Jesus' teaching style and method. In 63 BC, the Romans conquered the Greeks. They ruled over Israel with an iron fist. They oppressed and exploited the Jewish people. They violently put down oppositions, and because of this, the Jewish people were spread out across the Roman Empire. If it had not have happened, Christianity would have had a hard time moving across the known world. The only time in became a regular part of people to be used to carry the gospel message to every corner of society. All of this made the perfect time for Jesus' birth. While the years may have been dark, God was still at work. Maybe you find yourself between Malachi and Matthew tonight. Maybe you feel like you're in the darkness and silence. Maybe you're going through a season of loss or pain or frustration. Let me encourage you. God has a plan. He's working behind the scenes, and he is always on time. Hold fast for Jesus has come to bring you light and bring light into your life and into your situation He comes to illuminate the road ahead and bring you peace, wisdom, and blessing. He is the Christmas light.
you light up your candles tonight? Here I am to 
In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Así que iban todos a inscribirse, cada cual a su propio pueblo. También José subo a Nazaret, ciudad de Galilea. To Judea, to Bethlehem in the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. Joseph musste sich dort einschreiben lassen, zu zahlen mit seiner verlobten Maria, die eine Kind heiratet. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Plötzlich trat einen Engel Gates zu ihnen, und Gates Licht umstrahlten sie. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. Und daran werdet ihr in Ecken das Kind lebt, in Windeln gewickelt, in eine Frühstückssuppe. De repente apareció una multitud de ángeles del cielo que alababan a Dios y decían, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. us in
can have a seat. In Luke 2, verses 1 through 20, we read about the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great come to God in the highest when the angels go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. He's not known in the city streets. There's nothing about his face or appearance that would draw others to him. He lives as one without a home, migrating from hill to hill. He is as weathered and hard as the stony hills of Judea on which he tends his flock. His sheep know him. They recognize his face, follow his voice, respond to his touch. In the morning, he leads them out to green pastures. In the heat of the day, he rests them beside still waters. In the evening, he counts them, calling each one by name, attending to their wounds with oil and comfort. At night, he lies down in the mouth of the sheepfold, his body becoming the door, the only source of protection against the elements and enemies outside. His eyes are keen, able to scan the horizon by day and penetrate the darkness by night. His ears are sharp, alert to the sound of danger and the individual cry of a wandering sheep. His shoulders are strong, bearing the burden of the young and the weak who can no longer bear the journey. It is to him the angels come. It is to him the message is given, and he responds. 
Through the little town that knows not his name, from house to house he moves, bearing the burden of love, willing to share it with those who will listen. A savior has been born, a shepherd who will give his life for his sheep, a lamb who will give his life for the shepherds. For the child of the stable is the shepherd of love. If you had good news to share, who would you tell first? When something wonderful happens to me, the first people I want to go to tell are the people who are closest to me, the most important people in my life. They've proven themselves trustworthy over time and will rejoice with me. They've stood by me during difficult times and they've shared in my victories as well. When God had the best news of the ages, who did he tell first? Important religious people, wealthy, influential folk, learned men. Actually, no. God told shepherds. The Christmas story told in the book of Luke reveals this interesting fact. The story takes us from the manger to the fields nearby where an angel appeared to terrified shepherds. Who wouldn't be if an angel had appeared to you and only moments earlier it had just been brush and rocks before you? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger this heavenly crew left time to see jesus concerning what had been told to them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them this is a familiar well-loved story we treasure images of the nativity and the humble nature of christ's birth when i delve a little bit deeper into the into who attended the birth i have to admit i'm surprised god chose shepherds to reveal the truth about Jesus so quickly. Shepherds were in the field among smelly and not so bright sheep. They had, they had no power of influence. They had nothing to bring the baby king. So why did God choose the lowest members of society to entrust the greatest truth of the ages Why didn't God choose religious leaders? Surely they would have been excited after waiting thousands of years to meet the Savior. Why not choose a king or a rich man whose testimony would have carried so much more weight? Why shepherds? Two or three reasons come to mind when I ponder the question. First, shepherds had the capacity to be humble and amazed at what God chose them to hear the news. Imagine how unworthy they must have felt, but how honored at the same time. Based on Jesus's opinion of the religious leaders of the day, I don't think they would have had the same reaction. You've probably heard about Pharisees. They were the religious people when Jesus was born who thought highly of themselves. They loved religion more than they loved a relationship with God. They probably wouldn't have been very impressed that God chose to reveal the secret of the ages to them. In fact, they may have thought they deserved to hear about it ahead of time. 
but not the shepherds. They were amazed. God chose them, and they couldn't keep it to themselves. That leads me to the second reason I think God chose the shepherds. After they had, been, after they had seen the baby Savior, they spread the word concerning what they knew. They weren't like two cool teenagers worried about what, other, what others would think about them. They didn't overthink the situation or talk themselves out of telling the news. They were exuberant, overflowing with joy and probably still reflecting a bit of the glory of being with Jesus. You know what happened when those uneducated, simple shepherds spread the word that the Savior had been born? People were amazed. God in his infinite wisdom chose just the right group of people to entrust the greatest news of eternity. Those humble men took the good news of Jesus and did just what God wanted them to do, told others, and their lives were never the same. One final thought as we get ready to close tonight. The shepherds had no extraordinary gifts like the Magi did. What could they possibly bring as a gift to the King of kings and the Lord of lords? Only the greatest gift. Only the gift fit for a king. They would bring their worship. Would you join us tonight as we sing two more songs? The first of which is gratitude, which one of the lines in the song says, the only thing fit for a king. Would you stand to your feet tonight as we worship one more time together?
up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Come on my soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of those lungs Get up and praise the Lord Will you sing it one more time with us? Come on my soul Don't you get shy on me Lift up your song Cause you've got a lion inside of these lungs Get up and praise the Lord So I throw up my hands And praise you all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king, except for a heart singing Bye. 
Lord, we thank you for this time that we could gather together. And may, may we, like the shepherds, come to proclaim the good news to all men, women, and children. May we be like the wise men who came seeking from afar, who came to bow down before him and offer him their gifts. May we be like Anna and Simeon, some of us older, aged, who had waited all their lives to see the promise that God had given them, to see the Messiah with their own eyes when Jesus was circumcised in the temple on the eighth day. And may, may we join together. We pray in Jesus' name. And we'd like to invite you tomorrow morning Pastor has a Christmas message prepared for you. So we'd just like to invite you to join us tomorrow at 10 o'clock at Hillside for our Christmas message. And we thank you, Lord. And may you go in the peace, the joy, the love, and the hope that God brings us in our hearts. May you greet some of God's people as you go tonight in Jesus' name.